This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermeerva, and you are listening to episode 19, How Tech Can Help You Homeschool When You Travel. So one of the fantastic things about homeschooling is, of course, the flexibility. You can travel any time of the year. You do not have to wait for vacations. But at the same time, especially as your children start getting older, This can still pose some problems because if they are doing classes somewhere, um, if they're high schoolers, those classes are going to go on whether they're there or not. And even if you're not doing online work, if you're going away for a while, it might be hard just to simply stop homeschooling. I know about this because when my children were between 6 and 17 years old, we traveled around the world for seven weeks. This was over 10 years ago, and so much of the technology that is available today was not available then. And so we had to pick and choose which books we were going to lug with us, um, how many worksheets we were going to print off. And it was required a lot of careful planning before we went to make sure that the children wouldn't get far behind and they would continue to be able to work as we traveled. But just last week, one of my co-op students, uh, who's in um, a blended class, so it's an hour live at co-op, and the rest of the time is he joins the rest of my online students in in economics. He told me that he was going to be skiing for a week, and he wanted to know how he could manage to keep up. And it was so easy because I said to him, "We'll just take a laptop with you, and in the evening, your downtime, my classes, the economics class, there's no essays or anything, so it's fairly easy to keep up and just work for 15 or 20 minutes each evening." And I saw how this really can work well with one of my U.S. history students. Now, there's a lot more work in U.S. history. And the student's parent contacted me at the beginning of the year and told me they would be traveling in the Middle East for a couple of weeks in September. Her daughter did manage to work a little ahead, but didn't manage to get sufficiently ahead to cover all the work. But I noticed that a few weeks later, when she'd come back, she was actually up to date. So I know she was working while she was away. And when your children are high schoolers, this might well be what you need to do. I do just suggest that you warn them and say to them, look, we have the flexibility of travel, but you can't just stop doing any homeschool for two or three or four weeks. Obviously, if it's just a week, you can probably make it work. But if it's any longer, they do have to realize that um, they just it's going to be hard to just stop working unless they've worked ahead in the summer or you have some other plan. But today, it is really easy to homeschool and travel at the same time. So the first thing you need, though, is to have devices. It's not going to work if you only have perhaps one device and four children. So you need to figure out how you're going to make it work between um, a few kids. I would suggest you think about buying a Chromebook if you haven't already. Just because it's smaller, you can buy the very cheap and expensive ones. I will link you to two different blog posts on why Chromebooks are a great way to homeschool, to use tech in homeschool. You can't download much on a a Chromebook. The whole point is that they're 
connect to the cloud and you work in the cloud. So that might be a problem, but you could take an external drive with you and work like that if you need to be saving things somewhere that's not in the cloud. But most of the time when you have Wi-Fi, you can do that. I would also suggest you to have an e-reader. Obviously, it would be great if everybody could have an e-reader but um, you know, or each have a Chromebook, but I realize that's not always feasible. But at least if you had one of each, they could uh, swap out and you could get quite a lot of work done like that. Obviously, if your children already have phones, um, my kids manage to read quite happily on a phone. I am far too old. There's no way I could read a book on a phone, but I know my teens manage to do that too. So if you have younger students, it's much easier for you to take a break from your normal curriculum while you are traveling because really travel is education. What could be better than going to places and seeing things? And so, you know, you probably really can manage with homeschool light or hardly anything at all while you are traveling, but you can still use devices to keep up. Um, you can, you can put apps that are educational on um, iPads or phones or um, on, on your Kindles. There are things like vocabulary.com, which is a great way and it's fun to improve vocabulary. They're just all the word games, crossword puzzles. All of those things will just keep your kids staying with their, their homeschooling in a slightly different way, but they will still be learning. And obviously, as you are traveling, when you come across things you don't know, um, you're at a place and you wonder, I wonder why this place has this name. Encourage your children to be curious and the next time you have Wi-Fi, if you don't have a data plan while you're traveling, go and search and find out what that place is about. What better way to learn than to do it naturally on the go? Another way to learn would be to use podcasts. Um, you can download these before time so that you don't um, have to have them with, with Wi-Fi. I'm going to again link to some ideas um, about podcasts that will be good for children and teens. And this is another fun way to bring it in. Now, as I mentioned before, I said you should have an e-reader. I think the heart of homeschooling for many of us is still, is still books. And with e-readers, whether you're using a Kindle, whether you're using an iPad or whatever else you might read, use, you can suddenly take many, many books with you. When we did that around the world trip, we had to select so carefully because obviously as adults we wanted to read the kids wanted to read and we knew they should keep reading so we had to try and find books that would work for more than one child or a child and an adult now it doesn't matter and you don't even have to buy them all because obviously if you buy a whole lot of books it's going to be expensive one thing i would suggest and i haven't used this myself but i have heard this recommended repeatedly is epic you pay $7.99 a month, and it's great for your children under 12 years old. You get access to books, um, audiobooks, videos, and even quizzes on what they do. And you can have four reader profiles per account. So that to me would, I would definitely have done this if we were going to be traveling for um, a, a significant amount of time. The other place to get books is your library. I hope by now that you've discovered that libraries now have access to ebooks as well. In fact, I never use my library for um, physical books anymore as much as I love a physical book in my hands because I tend to read at nights when my husband might be sleeping and it's just easier to not have to put the light on and disturb him. On the library, you can link up to Overdrive and uh, well, my library does. I'm guessing many of them will do that. And you can then download books. You can um, 
You can request them and download them and my library gives them to us for three weeks. Um, so you can also keep, you know, taking more books out if you're there for over three weeks. Canopy is also available through our library and it's a, um, a, a website that provides documentaries. Now, again, if you, if you don't have it through a library site, you can pay for it, but it's got a lot of educational movies, etc., that you can be using if, if you're on the road without having to carry again DVDs. And of course, if you're overseas, you're not going to be able to get your Netflix, etc., to work unless you use a VPN. And if that's all too much tech for you, don't worry about it and just use what is easy to use. Now, online classes are great if you're, if you're going to be traveling for a while. The only problem that might come in is if you have live online classes, because uh, if your child is meant to be there and they're not there, that could be problematic unless, of course, there are recordings of the classes and then it might just work out fine. So just make sure if you're going to be going for an extended time to check into that before you sign up for classes. If you use classes like um, Funder Funder Academy, our sponsor of the show, their classes uh, are all available at any time. There are only live components in two of them and they're only just uh, occasionally, so it's not a problem at all. And these are ones that as long as you have Wi-Fi, your children can access. In addition, um, Funder Funder's web-based unit studies can be accessed anywhere where you have Wi-Fi and you do not need to take books or anything else with you. And those work well for fourth through eighth grade. So those would be great options if you know you're going to be on the road and you can't be tied down to being online at specific times. Um, the one thing that you might be wondering if you are perhaps doing online classes that might give you PDFs that you have to complete, is how do I complete PDFs, you know, print off my worksheets, and especially if they perhaps have to be uploaded and sent into the teacher. I know I have PDFs that need to be completed in many of my online classes. What, what do you do about that? Well, I did a little research. I know that many of the, the newer computers will allow you to type on PDFs, but if you don't have one of those, typeonpdf.com gives you um, an online way to just um, go on to you just pull in the pdf you want and you can type it there and then and save it and send it off and as i was saying you know if you're using a a chromebook you may want to take a flash drive with you to use to save and then upload but that's um, a very easy way of dealing with pdfs if your children are taking classes where they need to be completing things like that Final thing is just where to find Wi-Fi when you're traveling. I know we seldom travel at least abroad and have, uh, obviously if you're in America, you probably have um, data, so it's not the biggest problem, but we seldom have that when we're away. But even if you're here locally, you if you have, um, I'm now currently on a plan where we have, uh, I, I can use as much data as I want. And so if I don't have Wi-Fi, um, I can always just create hotspots and we can work like that or we just use the data. But if you need to get Wi-Fi, coffee shops are the obvious place. Just about anywhere in the world, coffee shops will provide you free Wi-Fi. Obviously, it's not always, and you will find the occasional little place that doesn't have. But coffee shops and restaurants are where we used to find the, the places um, that did have free Wi-Fi. And you know, I don't think it's a big deal. Parents can sit there and drink coffee and relax and the kids can sit there on their devices that, that you need to connect to and can work. And we used to even do that uh, at restaurants. And 
it's a way to get your Wi-Fi. Now, airports generally nowadays have Wi-Fi. So again, if you're traveling on planes, that is a place that we used to use airports to work um, all the way through our travels all around the world and other places. Airports would be school time. And so while everybody else was just lounging around getting bored, ours would be using the time well. The one thing that travel can really teach your children is to use all their time well. So when you are out and about seeing attractions, don't try to homeschool while you're doing that. Just enjoy it, be in the moment. But when you're sitting in an airport with nothing else to do, that's a great time to get a little bit of work done. You've got Wi-Fi generally, connect yourself and use your time well. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Look for episode 19. Um, I will leave links to the various apps that and ideas that I have suggested so that you can go and look those up. I would really appreciate a rating and review if you are a regular listener. This helps me to get found by more people and will encourage me to keep going. So if this is something that's useful to you, I really, really would appreciate that. And I'll see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.